Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for tuning in to the You Can Do It Too podcast. My name is Mamadou Balde, and I'm your host. This podcast has two objectives. To provide a platform for minority professionals to share their inspiring stories and to inspire minority students to believe that their options are unlimited and that they can be whoever they desire to be. I hope this podcast ignites that fire inside of you and pushes you to strive to be the best you. On this podcast, I will be bringing minority guests from a variety of professions, engineering, medicine, entrepreneurship, law, business, etc., who will be sharing their journey to where they are today with you. I hope that these stories will inspire you to believe that whatever your goal or your dream is, you can do it too. Ladies and gentlemen, what an amazing day to be alive. First of all, thank you all so much for taking your time and tuning in to another You Can Do It Too podcast. For those who do not know me, my name is Mamadou Balde and I am your host. So... Today is an amazing Sunday here in Houston and it's very sunny out here and I feel pretty good. Uh, I want to start by talking about home owning. Man, this is, it's not an easy job, right? Uh, my, my biggest advice to anyone is when you start, when you look into this, make sure you are prepared and uh, you do your research and make sure you understand about all the different things that you need to keep in mind before making your final decision. Um, I, I'm good. I, I definitely had a great deal uh, in terms of, in term of uh, my, the home that I bought. But the, all the details that comes after, all the papers, the things that you need to make sure you read, right? Things that you need to add to the to the house to make sure that it is it is being taken care of. It's a lot of things. It's a lot, and uh, it's pretty bit to fall there. You definitely have to be on top of it, right? So it is. I I, I believe it's a good deal to to definitely invest. But no, it is not just easy a walk in the park. The journey doesn't end after you get the house. It's just start. So make sure you have the mental acumen to definitely uh, do everything that comes after buying the house, which is taking care of the house and make sure that you build equity on it. And that takes time, that takes a lot of learning, that takes uh, being outside your comfort zone and definitely uh, seeking mentorships. Do not be afraid to ask for help or questions from people who already did it. That's the easiest way to, to get to get free help. So make sure you do that. But anyway, I feel blessed for all the learnings that I've gathered <laughs> along the way the past year, even though it's a lot. But I feel like uh, I'm only going to get better uh, from this. In terms of Unity Heals, uh, we have Marathon. I guess the day you're going to be listening to this uh, episode, I had already run uh, the Marathon, but I'm recording a week earlier and I still have not run yet. I have a week, so I'm running on February 20th. And uh, I feel excited, but also a sense of fear, which is okay. I'm reading this quote from this book not too long ago. It talks about uh, sometimes fear is what you need to really push against your limit. 
by the, the person who will run the farthest is the person who's being chased by a dog, not the person that is uh, running just for excitement or for success. Right? That little fear kind of pushes you to turn your gears and push uh, outside your comfort zones. So I have a little bit of healthy fear that I feel like will drive me. But I'm definitely excited about this journey. One of the things that I've been thinking about is uh, I'm really hoping that, not hoping, but I will make sure that the marathon is not the end of it all, right? This is, I'm not just running. Uh, yes, I'm running to help raise money for Unity Hills, uh, which is raising money to, to help uh, shoot that documentary which is a strategic step to get into that healthcare clinic we're trying to build, right? And our goal here is $12,000. So yes, in terms of short-term goal, I'm running this marathon to help raise uh, uh, the money. But for individual, my individual goal, this is something that I wanna keep doing. I don't just wanna stop running after the marathon, right? I, I definitely see myself keep doing this five to ten years to really be good at it. I do not mind being called a runner. I feel like with all the learnings that I had, with all the growth that I have gathered uh, since I started training, I truly believe that we are born to run. The way we the way we developed from our ancestors, right, the the first first people to how we came here to become the humans we are, everything happened so we can run farther. Not faster, but farther. There's a big difference. We were born to run. If you think about our ancestors, right, the people that used to uh, live off of uh, hunting and gathering, right, and the way they catch the animals is not just uh, running as fast as they can and catching the animal. It's usually running down the animals for hours, right? They run it down until it gets tired and then you fall to the ground and then they take it, right? So from the beginning, that there has, there has been proof that uh, our first people uh, used to run, right? And it is fascinating, the things that I learned, especially one of the biggest things was the fact that uh, the, the shoe company industry, right? It's not really, yes, they, they come with the goal of, uh, we wanna make sure that you have the right shoes, but actually they are the biggest cause of people getting hurt and stop, and, and stop running. Right, their mentality is like, let me make the perfect shoes for you so you don't feel the impact. But what people don't know is that you wearing a thick sole shoes doesn't mean, may, may mean to you that you're not feeling the impact, but it doesn't mean that you're not having the impact. You are still having the same impact on your knees, but this time you don't recognize it. Imagine if you were running with, with if you were running bare feet, right? If you're running bare feet, you would feel the impact and you would know, uh, you, you would start to get hurt because of that impact. I mean, you not, not get hurt, but you start feeling pain because of that impact and you'll decide automatically to adjust the way you run, make sure that you are running the right way so you don't feel that impact. And because of that, you learn how to run. The first people didn't have shoes and many of them did not get hurt from running and they ran all day. Because when they felt pain in their feet, they adjust their feet in a way so they don't feel the impact. So it, they run become more elastic and impactless so they can run more efficiently and doesn't get hurt, which is the most important thing. 
So it's definitely been fascinating uh, in my journey to learn how to run and stuff like that. And, and I really hope that I, I'm really planning to do this uh, for, for, for the long term. Uh, many people overestimate what they can do in a year, but people underestimate what they can do in 10 years. Similarly, many people overestimate who they can be in a year, but underestimate who they can be in 10 years. I believe if I give myself the time, maybe 10 years, I may be able to call myself a runner with no doubts. All right, enough talking. Uh, today, this episode is definitely long time coming. I've decided to go back to school, right? I am, uh, my background in engineering, I did chemical engineering in college, and uh, from my learning, I, I've been learning a bit about space here and there, just because of my curiosity, not because of the learning at school, but because of my curiosity. I remember even joining a specific team at UT Austin uh, who were building drones, and it was really fascinating to use the Bernoulli equation uh, for the, the, the science people out there. Uh, and figure out how to increase speed of the drones. Uh, that was definitely an amazing project. But today, I decided to, to satisfy my curiosity by sitting down with a, a 10-year-old uh, genius, I would say. Very smart young lady, and she is uh, very interested in space. I can't imagine her to be uh, the next Elon Musk. But better yet, she wants to go in space. She wants to be an astronaut. So this, it was definitely an amazing conversation. And uh, I, I decided to ask as many questions as possible and learning from her as much as I can. Right? Many people think uh, you can only learn from the people that are, that, that are older than you. But sometimes uh, it's not about the age of who is teaching, right? Sometimes uh, there are some young people in our life, and it is completely okay to learn from them also. So I sat down with this uh, amazing genius, and uh, I decided to learn. I found out that there were a lot of things that I did not know, and uh, because of that, I have more knowledge now uh, about space, and I also had an amazing conversation. So with no further ado, tune in. Oh. When did you know you wanted to be an astronaut? When I was six years old. What made, what experience made you interested in uh, space? Well, me, uh, my dad had took me and my sister to NASA. And when we entered the first two doors, I had saw pic the pictures. And, um. What pictures? Like, they were on the wall like space, um, like lined up with people. Mm -hmm. And then um, I asked my sister, well, who is that person? And then she said, well, that's Neil Armstrong. And I said, well, who is Neil Armstrong? What did he do? And uh, she had said that um, Neil Armstrong was the first one to make a step on the moon because uh, basically NASA was racing with the Germans and Russians. And then, uh, like it, like is a scientist that studies uh, more about space, and it really, and um, part of it really inspired me when he w was the first one to be on the moon. 
Wow, so Neil Armstrong. Yes. Wow. So there are so many different people, right? Uh, so many different people work together to really make a mission to space possible. It's a big thing, right? There are some engineers working on the rocket, right? There are a lot of, lot of people on the ground just figuring out technology stuff, right? And uh, the astronauts that are going to space as are very uh, few members of the team uh, accomplishing the mission. Why do you want to be an astronaut specifically? Because I want to help the world by discovering a new planet that nobody has been to. Mm. And I feel like because there's like there's going to be a point where Earth can have toxic air, bad habits, and all those harmful uh, stuff. So that can happen to Earth. So when the future comes, everyone can all live on a planet that people discover. Wow. So I heard you talk about May Jemison earlier, the first black woman astronaut who went to space. Uh, very inspirational story. How does she inspire you to be an astronaut, seeing people like that having done it before? Well, she was the first black woman to be in space, and for her whole life, she had wanted to be an astronaut. Since, since she was a little girl, she wanted to be an astronaut. So she worked really hard and uh, came through those challenges that she had to, and then she accomplished it. But then when she went to NASA, NASA had failed on her. So then when NASA had saw her work, um, her hard work, they had accept, like, they had accepted her to NASA. And that's how she really inspired me by, by her hard work and her challenges that she went through. Wow. So initially when she came in, they told her no. And then she kept going until they told her yes. Yeah. Wow. That is amazing. Can you hear me? It seems like you are cutting up. No, like it's like you're frozen. Oh. Yeah, it seems like you are frozen too. <laughs> okay. I think we're good now. So as I was saying, right, the first time that she came to NASA, they told her no. And she kept working. She proved them that no, she's able to go to space. So they eventually told her yes, and she did it. How does that make you feel? That actually surprised me. Not even about a lie. Because you have to work hard if you want to succeed something. So, yeah. At school, uh, you at school right now, does, does anyone ever tell you something that you cannot do? Does people ever tell you no uh, in school right now? And how did you go about, you don't feel like no one tells you no? You can't do anything you want? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, usually people who do not see themselves do uh, big things, they imagine that no one else can, right? So they just keep their thinking small, right? But you have to keep your thinking big. You have to realize that no matter what you want to do, right? As long as it's possible, you are able to do it, right? Yeah. That's amazing. So do you hope to be the first African a Muslim woman who go to space. Yes. Talk about that. 
Because I want to show people that you can always try new things that, that like other people can't try, but they didn't. Like you can always, like, I, I basically want to show that, like, you can always overcome your fears and try new things uh, by being the first because, like, people are going to be inspired by you. And, um, like, I, like, I want them to see how, like, they're going to be inspired by other people if, like, they become the first or, like, they try new things or anything like that. Wow. That is amazing. But why African and Muslim? Why not just African and Muslim? How did you come up with African and Muslim? Because um, we had searched up on Google to see who was the first um, Muslim to be in space, the first woman Muslim to be in space. And there's already had been one. And then we had searched up, and then my sister had, had gave me an idea, ooh, what about African Muslim? So then when we searched it up, it said Mae May, uh, Jemison, but then she's not really an African. I mean, well, she's not really an African Muslim, so. Yeah. She's an African American, right? Yes. Yeah. So, seems like you want to be the first of something. So, so many people are satisfied in this world to just be the second or the third. They just want to do what everyone has done, right? They don't want to. They don't want to be the first of anything. They just want to. It has been done before, let me just do that. This is what has been done, let me just follow that. Why do you wanna be the first? Um, I wanna show people they can never give up. And like, and like I basically can inspire them to become something, to, to like become something basically, yeah. Wow. So a long time ago, or oh, actually another way, uh, a long time ago, yeah, I remember we, you wanted to be the first Muslim woman, right? And you realized that there has been one before. Uh, I was talking to you, I came to your, uh, to, to your parents' place and I was talking to you and I remember you cried uh, because you realized that there was another Muslim woman uh, who'd been in space before. Why did you cry? Because I thought it wasn't fair at first because I thought I didn't have a chance, but then I thought about it lately. And then I thought that, well, she's kind of like me because I want to be the first African Muslim to be in space and she wants to be the first Muslim to, to be in space. So she was basically trying to represent her Muslim community while I'm, while I'm trying to represent the Guinean Muslim community. Wow. So in school, you see pictures about space and everything seems relatively small. But do you recognize that space is very large, right? If you imagine space, if you imagine Earth, Earth is just like a bowl within space. Space is so large. Are you scared? Do you think about it? Yes, I'm, I'm scared. And I think, and I feel like it's like a horror movie, but then at the same time, I want to try something and I want to overcome my fears by trying um, something new that I Wow. Know. There are so many people in this world who let fear disable them. You're saying you're trying to overcome your fears. 
you're gonna you, you recognize that you have fear and you're gonna go and overcome them what made you think that way so i want to overcome my fears because i basically want to show people that you can never quit you know you have to keep working and you and you have to overcome challenges too wow you are so young but you are dreaming so big you are dreaming things that majority of the people in this world never dream about because they never see themselves being in that position man who and what are the, who are the people that inspire you to dream this big who motivate you who just help you understand that it's possible for you uh to be able to accomplish these things that you are dreaming about um well Neil Armstrong was the first one because that was the first astronaut I knew. And then Mae Jemison, she was the second one. And like those are the only two that in- inspired me. And that Muslim woman that I searched up. So basically those are all the three that hmm. When you talked about uh when you talked about wanting to go in space The thing when you talked about wanting to go in space uh sorry squash that actually one thing that I'm thinking about is about 1950 right not too long ago nobody knew that it was possible for us to expand outside of earth right people did not believe that it's possible that that is that there is something outside of earth and it wasn't until in the 1900s about there that people started identifying uh other planets right and we still did not believe that people could live in those planets right and then we started say oh maybe there's a possibility to have life in some of those planets then we started having people geniuses like elon musk and other people who say oh maybe we can go in those planets right so it keeps evolving and the fact that we don't know it a lot Though, though it seems like we know a lot about space we still have so much to discover and uncover so i really feel like that it's about to blow up what are you envisioning uh the future looks like in terms of space exploration well like i i feel like there's going to be um a lot of planets that are discovered to live to like live on because um like every person will live on each planet well not every person but like um a, a group of people might like might even live on each livable planet mm-hmm. so when i'm thinking uh by um when i'm thinking what the future by space exploration is going to look like is that people are going to live in each in each uh planet um that like hasn't been discovered so wow. yeah so it's going to be life going to be entrepreneurial like, yeah and like um and like some planets might be in different galaxies other than the milky way so yeah what i tell you only have one galaxy what no we have more galaxies man i i knew there are more galaxies but you saying that we may be able to discover livable planets in other galaxies yes ooh am i going to be alive for that i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i mean probably not because 
we we don't know when the future is coming does that does that scare you how does that make you feel the fact that yes you want to be part of the people who going to increase space exploration you want to add contribution but the kind of imagination that you have may not be there by the time uh, may not be there in your lifetime do you ever think about that i do sometimes how does it make you feel often i really don't think about it but like that's only like and sometimes sometimes yeah i feel like many people I, the reason why many people do not take on big problems uh there's there's this code that says uh a problem that you don't that you cannot solve in your lifetime is a good problem to if you can't solve a problem during actually the code say if you can't solve a problem during your lifetime the problem is too small right and i feel like the reason that many people limit themselves into not uh, attacking big problems is the kind of is the selfish mentality that they want to see the fruitfulness of the results of their results right they want to be there to experience the impact of whatever they made martin luther king had a vision right when he started doing his thing and he kind of imagined a world like this today but there were a moment he knew he was not going to leave to see that but he kept going he didn't care if he was going to get to enjoy that but he just kept going right and i feel like many people have the selfishness like oh i don't want to take that problem because i don't think i can handle it right but many people do not realize that nobody is asking you to change the world but people are asking you to take action and steps because any contribution that you make right we lead the world in a better place someone else can take on from your work and make it better right but if people cannot see the results in their lifetime they don't want to take it yeah. well. my last question to you is what are you doing now to make sure that you will be ready when your name is called i get all the information i get all the space facts and i and i know my knowledge so i have to like because if i didn't get all the that information and i just go up in space okay then how am i supposed to control a rocket ship how am i supposed to control and like write like like do stuff you know so mm-hmm. i have to know my knowledge before i um go up in space what's your favorite uh, what's your favorite subject in school right now science science so you learning you doing a lot of science you doing coding too yeah, coding going to be big yeah we're actually learning about the solar system in science oh wow do you lead that conversation in class or um <laughs> you do you let your teacher lead it or you like no let me tell you what i know i already know yeah. about this yeah yeah sometimes <laughs> i even told my teacher because like she like okay so like some people say that venus is the hottest planet but then i'm like well what about mercury i mean isn't it mercury cl- like closest to the sun because one time i asked my teacher um she said venus but i said no it's mercury <laughs> wow why you say mercury because it's closest to the planet i mean um it's closest to the sun 
So I feel like it will get more um, heat. Yeah. So, so like I'm just trying to correct her that in her life. <laughs> and, <laughs> and as as you said, you're basically disrespecting me. I say Venus, <laughs> and like you say Mars, whatever. We go our um, ways. Oh, and did I, she say? Did she say that you were disrespecting her? Yes. And I try to tell her, well, like being, I what? mean. Like, why didn't tell you? Why didn't you tell her to look it up? <laughs> She's not gonna look it up. I know. <laughs> She's not gonna look it up. Wow, that but is so like, crazy. Um, because later, um, like later on today, I had to search it up. It said Venus. Like you can even search it up. <laughs> it's so crazy how. So she doesn't want to look it up, but as it, the the thing is. For someone to teach you, right, you need to be have some level of curiosity. But I feel like nowadays our our kids are more curious than the people teaching. Yeah. So, an information like that, if you get that, you're supposed to go look it up and make sure that you are providing the right information. But you're right. Many teachers just gonna put what they think they know and say, okay, if that's not true, that's fine, right? That's amazing. And you're right. The planet that is closer to the sun get more heat and it's more it's harder to leave because the sun is a big is a massive energized thing that burn people yeah like it like it's basically filled of gas and all that gas stuff and heat mm -hmm. because like um about like 4.6 billion years ago there's just like plums and like dust so like basically that all formed in together and then at first it made the sun so the sun is so it basically makes the sun 5.6 billion years old but then all the other planets are 4.6 billion years old wow so the sun existed before yeah the other yeah. because whoa i didn't know that yeah, because it won't make any sense if like, oh, Earth, like, like Earth comes first, but then how, but then how will we get light and like there's people inside of Earth? Wow, you're right, because life came with some kind of, I mean, oxygen, right? Plants, wow, because initially plants were inside the water, not outside, so it didn't have access to, it, it didn't have access to thing you needed wow you're right yeah so and you like, kind of go ahead and like the only planet that is not named from a roman agent king is earth basically earth what what is earth name what is earth named after nothing <laughs> it's just earth <laughs> <laughs> i mean god like god basically probably made the name <laughs> I mean, it could be true because there, like, there were some ancient Romans that lived on Mars, um, Pluto, whatever. Like, like other. So all the other planets are named after a Roman name. Yes, King, um, ancient King Romans, except for Earth. Do you know the different planets in our galaxy? Like what different planets? Could you list them, like uh, the planets in our solar system? 
Oh, an order? Whatever, just teach me. Well, first comes Mercury, then comes Venus, then comes Earth, then comes Mars, then comes Jupiter, then comes uh, Saturn, Uranus, and Neptune, and dwarf planet Pluto. Wow, so... Sorry, you gotta help me here. Mercury, Mercury is the one closest to the sun. Yes. So Earth is the third one closest to the sun. Yes, yes. So technically, March supposed to March supposed. Like, but then, like the sun um, is basically nine ninety three point million miles away from the Earth. So I don't think. But then I don't get how the sun shines through Earth. But okay, the the point I get is that. The sun is big, so it does make sense if that the sun is big and like the heat can reflect to Earth. Wow. Yeah. So Mars supposed to be a little bit colder than Earth because it's farther from the sun. Yeah, yeah. Is that but, why? Okay, go ahead. No, wait, hold on. Okay, now I get it because I was like, wait, but I thought Neptune. But then, like, there's an asteroid belt in the middle of uh, Mars. Well, What's that, an asteroid belt? Well, well between um, between um, Mars and Jupiter, an asteroid belt is like something that divides plant the the between planets because Jupiter basically starts the gas giant planets, and um. So like it's it's basically separating the bigger planets and the uh, smaller planets because the smaller planet planets are called the inner, but then the outer are basically like Jupiter or Saturn or um or uh, let's see Uranus, um, Neptune, Pluto is small, so I can't mention that, but um yeah. Um, an asteroid belt is something like think of the equator in our Earth, like mm -hmm. like it's basically dividing the uh, middle of the map or something. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like basically it's 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 kind of like um, an asteroid belt. Wow. And it's basically made of rocks. Oh yeah. Rocks. Yeah. How big is it? It's not that big, but like. It, it, it's like tiny little pebble rocks that like is it is it like surrounding no like uh, okay think of the um so let's say for example we like we split a piece of paper mm -hmm. and basically the middle is where the asteroid belt is so it's in between mars and jupiter because it's basically mm -hmm. separating the inner planets and the outer planets. So the interplanets are the ones closest to the sun or? Yes. Okay, yes. okay. So the interplanets, that's uh, March, Mars, Earth, Mercury, and uh, Jupiter, right? Venus. Venus, Venus. And the other planets are Uranus, Jupiter, and uh, Pluto, 
small. Yeah, and uh, Pluto is small because it's a dwarf planet. And Neptune, right? Yes. What is a dwarf planet? A dwarf planet is like um, something that really doesn't exist anymore. Like it's not part of something. Is it because that has faded away? Is it because it's something that has faded away? Like, did it exist before and it's getting smaller and smaller? Or it has always been small? Yeah, it has been always small since the solar system has started. But, like, people believe that, like, it, like, it, like, it was really big when, um, when our first solar system had came. Like, our first galaxy had came. And, um, I, I, I feel like the Milky Way was the first galaxy to ever come. But, um, so, like, people believe that Pluto was bigger than all the other planets back, like, a long time ago. I can't even mm. count how many years ago. But then um, it really wasn't because nobody really didn't go to space that time. But then, like, Agent Romans had lived on each planet. So, mm -hmm. but then, like, the but then those were just there to rule the planet wow yeah how how many planets supposed to be in our galaxy uh about nine oh okay so it's just the nine planet in the solar system mm -hmm. is there many galaxies out there or you don't know there's there's a lot of galaxies but um I think I only know one, and I think it's called the Adrian. Yeah, I forgot what's it called, but it definitely starts with the A. Is there, it? Uh, does it? A lot of galaxies out there, though, because I know. Does it have planets too? Yeah, it has planets. Like it has different kind of planets inside each galaxy. Yeah, like there, like, like there. There's only one sun, but like there's like other. Uh, Gas giants, I guess I'm just gonna call them gas giants because I don't know how to call them because I can't call them the sun because it's not the sun, but that are 10 times bigger than the sun. Wow, wow, wait, I didn't know any of that. So, do you really do you believe? Let me ask you this big question Do you believe that there may be aliens out there, people like us? who just know how life is and maybe more advanced than us? Well, I don't believe it, but then at the same time, I heard of the UFO and- What's um, that? It's like, it's like an organization that like spies, like, okay. Do you know what the Illuminati is? <laughs> Area 51? Area 51, whatever. What do you know about that? I do research. Tell me. I, I heard about that, but I, I didn't do enough research to know what it is. Um, okay, so Area 51 is the government. Um, the Illuminati is like a spy crew, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, and the UFO is like a group that uh, basically um unidentified objects right ufo yeah. unidentified yeah uh f object i don't know what the f stands for yeah um 
foreign, unidentified foreign objects. Yeah, yeah, basically. So like, but then I heard of the U, um, a, a UFO and like it, um, people say there's like aliens that control it, but then I don't believe that stuff. Like, I don't believe it. <laughs> oh yeah, there's aliens controlling it. And when it comes in earth, people uh, think it's aliens who sent it. Yeah, but then like, it, like it's probably people, you know, it's probably, it's probably people that just control the computer, you know, and just bring it down to earth. Send a drone or something. But if, if there is different galaxies, and there's potential for a sun to be even bigger, a bigger sun than our sun, it's very likely to have another Earth somewhere. That sun could definitely have another Earth somewhere. And it's very possible to have people like us in those places. And since it's a bigger sun, I feel like it may have existed longer than our sun. So the people there have lived longer maybe, and they are more advanced. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying, but I just don't believe it. Like, like I basically don't believe aliens because mm-hmm. it, it it just sounds so fake. Like it. Wow. So what about in ninety? What about in uh, two thousand eighty? Well, to be honest, Elon Musk said that it's not possible to the fastest that people can travel from here to Mars is about six months. Yeah, but let's just say, can you hear me? Yes, now I hear you. No, I was saying, to be honest, it's hard to say. uh, I don't know how long it's going to take us to really be there, but Elon Musk said that it may be hard to travel every six months. That's the fastest we can get. But whatever, let's just hypothetically, in 2080, (laughs) I I feel like you'll be old by then. (laughs) Let's say 2050, and you go to this new planet, and you guys discover some aliens there. Thank you so much for taking your time and listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you feel like this episode has helped you in any way, share it with a friend, family, or loved one. Before you leave, make sure to subscribe for more.